0: Hi friends, this is Barbara, and you are listening to the Special Stories Podcast, where we discuss special needs and the special kids who have them, hopefully leaving you feeling informed, motivated, and inspired. If you'd like to share your special needs story or have questions, please send me an email at specialstoriespodcast at gmail, or find us on Instagram at specialstoriespodcast.
1: Welcome to episode three of the Special Stories Podcast. Today, we have Teresa Rohr talking to us about her, her experience with muscular dystrophy. So Teresa, could you tell us, um, well, first of all, before we get going, I just want to share a personal story about you <laughs> that, that I love because I've, I've known you for so long. So I have this really great story about Teresa. It was one of my very first concerts that I went to and... It was standing room only, and I was probably like 14 or 15. And I remember you letting us take turns standing in your wheelchair so we could look out over the crowd and like see the stage. And it was so fun. And that's like one of my funnest memories of you. So I just love it. And I really wanted you to be on the podcast because you're so positive and just like a go getter. I just, I love your attitude. So. Okay, I don't know if you remember that concert. Do you remember that? I don't remember that concert. <laughs> probably because you've been to a million, huh? <laughs> Maybe. Do you know? Do you know how many concerts you've been to? Oh my gosh, no! I it's over a
2: hundred. I'm sure. So. Oh, for probably sure. Close to two hundred. So. That's awesome.
1: I love it. Yeah. Okay, so what is your official diagnosis? It is. Muscular dystrophy, but it's a
2: I think name. Um, it's oh no, I can't think of the proper name. Hereditary spastic paraplegia with charcot tooth disease, and it's supposedly a type five, but they kind of are on the fence about what exactly it is. So, just the undiagnosed
1: human. Floating along. You're just very unique then, huh? Yes. Yeah. But, but it is muscular dystrophy. Yes. Okay. And then the other things you mentioned are, is that kind of fall under the umbrella of muscular dystrophy?
2: Yeah. It's just, it's kind of related. Um, I was reading up on everything because I knew you <laughs> had questions. So I guess the, um, what was it? The tooth disease is not necessarily MD related but the hereditary spastic paraplegia is but they're both um hereditary Uh, I can't think of the word right now um
1: yeah they're both okay so hereditary Mm -hmm. you okay okay do you understand what I'm trying to say yes I get (laughs) that. so can you explain um how they're different? I mean, I know you said they're related, but like muscular dystrophy on its own, what exactly is that just by itself? Uh, Muscular dystrophy by
2: itself is just a muscle deteriorating disease. So your muscles just slowly deteriorate as time goes on. It does start affecting your (laughs) organs depending on which type of muscular dystrophy it is. And then okay. it will just shut down your organs as well because they are also muscles.
1: Yeah, and then the other ones you mentioned are they? I don't even know if I can say it. You said hereditary <laughs> the hereditary spastic paraplegia. Spastic. Okay, and what is that? That one uh,
2: is more related to the nerves. So uh, when I was reading up on it, it was basically stating that your um. Brain stem is slower to send out the messages, and then you're like mine, ex- affects my lower extremities. So, you know, um, I have what they call drop foot, and my foot won't pick up. Uh-huh. Most people are supposed to pick up their foot, so I do trip and fall a lot, which is a um Effect of the hyper no not hyper I want to call it hyperspastic paraplegia hereditary spastic paraplegia. Okay. Um, so just it's my brain isn't getting the signals it needs or You're my
1: body at? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there you've got muscle stuff going on with nerves. Uh huh. And then the Charcot. Did, did I say that right? Charcot sure. Marie. Charco.
2: Yeah. It's
1: Charco. Char- yep. It's French. French doctor so okay so what is that the Charcot-Marie tooth disease um it's just the
2: weakness of muscles the stiffness um just the slow just the slow
1: stiff they're just stiff okay Uh, yeah not not reacting the way it's supposed to be so okay and is this something do you remember when you were diagnosed or is this something that you know you're born with um I th- pretty sure I was born with it but it I didn't
2: start having problems I was eight and then it took oh. him about three years to kind of figure out what was going on I bounced around everywhere I went to primary children's I went to Shiner's Hospital I was up at the U. I got poked and prodded like crazy. Um, and it just, it took quite a bit of doctors and visits and testing and all that stuff to yeah. kind of pinpoint what exactly it is. But here we are. Here Actually, we are.
1: But it is. So. Yeah. yeah. Especially where it's such a unique combination of things, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, what should parents look for as early signs of just muscular dystrophy or any of them, but what are some of the kind of red flags?
2: Um, it's hard for me to necessarily remember cuz I was young yeah. and being a kid. Yeah. But I do know I had a teacher um who called my parents concerned because I was falling down a lot more. I was losing my balance um I did have about a year prior I had an eardrum rupture and so they actually thought that that was part of oh. what was going on just throwing yeah. off my equilibrium yeah um but I, I obviously was not the problem so just falling down losing your balance um I do have I, and I do remember in a it was second grade um, mm-hmm. I was having problems or crayons or something because my hand and I, it will still happen to this day my hand just does not want to cooperate at all it doesn't yeah. want to hold the you know the pencil yeah. to write it doesn't on the color so um, so maybe some of that. that with your kid yeah too. yeah
1: yeah okay that that's good to know mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so obviously it's changed over time and you said you don't remember a lot in the beginning except for maybe falling down and being able to hold things and how like what's the biggest change over time that you've noticed with yourself if you don't mind sharing
2: um just the big just becoming weaker like I'm not So I am able to walk around, but I still use the wheelchair, which is a thing. So don't be shocked by it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I'm not walking around as much as I used to. I used to, you know, I rely on the wheelchair a lot more to get around. Yeah. Um, Because I lose my balance so easily. I don't want to be bumped into and all over and break something.
1: Yeah.
2: So I'll use it.
1: Yeah. So I'll use
2: it for larger or really large crowds or, you know, just, so I'm still walking around at home or going into other people's home, but out in in public, usually
1: I'm in real care. So what are your main challenges? (sighs) That's such a loaded question. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. We're getting all serious.
2: No, that's okay. This was I was just like, oh man. Um main challenges is mostly just people being so inconsiderate with
1: parking. Usually. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes I, I've a- seen I've seen some of your posts online, <laughs> I know. People don't get
2: it, huh? No, yeah, it's the parking, the striped lines are there for a reason. Park there, park out if you can help it, because I use, use them. Other people use them. It's so frustrating to have to get out of my car, you know, chair up over the curb because. Yeah. It's black. Yeah. Um, and another thing, like, make sure that in the wintertime, if you are in a get snow please shovel the handicapped parking stalls and the curb cut out don't it's so hard to push yourself through eight inches of ice and snow when yeah you could have taken the two off.
1: yeah no kidding um, yeah <laughs> no, there's things- everybody's PSA <laughs> yeah um,
2: and another challenge is just being invited to stuff that's not Accessible for me to get into, you know. Oh yeah, stair access, or I don't know. I've noticed a lot going like close shopping, or you know, going into another type of store. Like they'll block the aisles with other things, or the racks Um, won't be wide enough for my. Yeah, they (laughs) really just shove stuff out of the way. I
1: don't feel bad
2: because if they want me there.
1: Yeah, they they want your money,
2: right? You're shopping.
1: So you gotta be able to get around.
2: Yeah. So and then I don't know, another thing is just heavy doors and people standing there while trying to get through the doors. That's so frustrating. Don't be without helping.
1: Yes. So so I know this is kind of a Like some people want, like some people appreciate it when somebody says, oh, can I push you? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, in your wheelchair and other people really don't like it. Where do you sit Mm -hmm. in that, (laughs) in that spectrum?
2: I'm probably 50. 50. Okay. I'm pretty independent, but I also wish people would take the initiative. If you see me struggling, please offer. Don't ever just go up and start doing it because.
1: Mm. I will yell at you. Well, it's like your personal space, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So if somebody sees somebody in a wheelchair who's struggling, it's a good thing to ask them if they'd like help, but don't touch their wheelchair without asking, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's another annoyance. Is Like people just wheelchairs, not a part of me right. it's an accessory like your purse so mm-hmm. if you don't want people touching your purse don't touch my chair
1: yeah that makes sense to me <laughs> yes
2: yeah. mm-hmm. and that goes with those with crutches or a walker you know all the medical mm-hmm. assistants just don't yeah. touch them yeah unless they ask you to yes
1: <laughs> those are good reminders <laughs> yes
2: Yeah. It's just the inconsiderate people. Yeah. Mostly just
1: anywhere. Okay. So how was it growing up with muscular dystrophy after you got your diagnosis?
2: Difficult. And this is going to go along with another question that you asked about being bullied. I was made fun of quite a bit. The way that I walked Uh uh, and i that was hard. Like it's, it's so hard being a kid yeah. and then just having other kids make fun of you for something you have no control over yeah it was it was pretty difficult and then I don't know I didn't necessarily understand hell you know and I don't think I would have I'm sure it was explained to me as a kid but you're a kid. Hard. You're not gonna yeah, it's hard to, to wrap that. your brain around <laughs> it, right? <laughs> yes. So, I don't, yeah, I think it's just being made fun of and bullied. And um, I still struggle, too, with even being with, and, you know, noticing that I'm in certain parts or it's harder for right. me to get up off of the ground. Upstairs is getting harder for me. So, yeah. You know, it's still, it's still a challenge and it will be until the day
1: I am no longer here, but yeah, yeah, um, it'll be forever a challenge. So that's, I just can't fathom people bullying you because I remember you just always being so happy and positive and people at least in my small perception right like mm-hmm. like the people that i saw around you loving you and and i i know kids are so mean but how did you deal with that bullying how did you still have such a positive attitude at least on the outside maybe on the inside it was different but mm-hmm. how did you cope with that struggle as a youth as a child i just i don't know i think <laughs> i
2: just learned to deal with everything i don't know <laughs> Honestly, how I coped with it as a kid. I think I just dealt with it. I'm sure you know, I remember getting my feelings hurt a lot, but Yeah. I still like tried to be friends with them and 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 Yeah. I don't know. I just tried to be the nice, nice kid.
1: Well you were. (laughs) I always thought you were so sweet to everybody. Still are.
2: Thank you. I try. there's so much
1: negative out there. I know the world is very negative. Yeah. So so now um, what are some things that help you cope? I guess not um, like physically, what are some things that help you cope physically? Are there medicate? is there medication or t- therapies or anything that you have to do to keep going? Ah,
2: uh, I- I have not been on. I've tried medications to help, you know, see if it will okay. help um, increase or decrease. I guess the stiffness in my muscles, but nothing real. I'm patient a lot of the time, or stubborn, <laughs> stubborn yeah. either way. Um, so, but I have tried stuff, and it hasn't necessarily worked for me. Uh, uh-huh. I have done physical therapy to try to help and it's helped a little bit but I don't know um it's just just dealing with it it's just how yeah. we cope with everything just, just, just every you. day <laughs> yeah <laughs> now I was gonna say um part of having the hereditary spastic paraplegia and cmt is mm-hmm. fatigue so I do have to mm. Um, just take it easy on myself and if I feel the need to rest then I I try to I am not the best at <laughs> I know you're all so busy mm-hmm. but I'm um, to listen to my body more and take the time that I need to rest so that Next. I don't overdo it because I do get in falling so I'll be good for months and you know fall once or twice in those months and then just get on a couple you know two or three weeks where I am just falling constantly and it's usually when I start pushing myself and it's uh-huh. fine and then it's not mm-hmm. fine because yeah I fell seven times in one day you know so
1: oh my goodness yeah yeah that's
2: awful so I'm trying to get
1: better at listening Bobby that's good that's something everybody should do yeah um what do you wish people knew anything besides the be beware of the parking and the snow and Mm -hmm. ask to help is there anything else you wish people knew about your condition your muscular dystrophy
2: I don't know I guess I will say like I know we're different physically or not we're still human mm-hmm. you know so treat us like human yeah just treat you the same right yes yes I um, love that. they're they're so different you know there's over 40 different types of muscular dystrophy and they're all so wow. different like some you can tell you know that they do have something different you know Uh I'm physically different with them and others are like myself that you can't necessarily see it until I walk okay so
1: I don't know like there were I didn't realize there were 40 different types
2: yeah there's a lot and then they have like the subtypes, like mine like cmt there's like a one and a two you know so oh wow
1: that makes sense. yeah no wonder it was hard to diagnose that do you um appreciate it when people ask you maybe people like like what do you have what can I do for you or do you wish people would not talk to you about it what do you I I love
2: yeah I love when people ask me because there's so many assumptions out there yes I oh it drives me nuts that People just assume it's something, but it's not. And I love to educate
1: people on it. So please. I love that. Do you think? Yeah, that's such a good attitude. Do you think that's how the majority of people with, I mean, I'm asking you to speak for a whole bunch (laughs) of people. Do you think that's how the majority of people with physical problems feel that they are fine being asked? Or do you think that's, I don't know. What's your take? Is that a normal? That one's uh, hard. I
2: think that, that one's going to vary from person to person and how open you yeah. want to be but I w- am guessing the majority of people would rather be asked than sat and stared at because yeah ugh, staring is one of my biggest pet peeves in the entire yes. world
1: yes
2: yes <laughs> yeah I understand from a kid perspective you know and I'll always yeah. say hi to kids if they're staring at me but they're curious I still get it it from adults it blows my mind so just yeah please don't stare ask questions just ask okay that's good I like that
1: you know if they don't want to answer they will tell you so yeah yeah so if you could tell a child just starting out on the same journey anything what would you say to them
2: It's going to be hard, and you need to learn patience. You need to learn to listen to your body before you're in your 40s. Uh, (laughs) You know, just deal, like, feel the emotion because it's super hard to transition from being able to walk around and run around all the time and be so active to going into a wheelchair because you're falling down you know that, yeah. that's a huge transition yeah feel your emotions because it's not fun that that was a hard transition for me so yeah yeah, yeah that would know? be
1: way hard I'm sure um therapy would be good mm-hmm. to after diagnosis that would be a good thing to go talk to somebody yeah definitely bit- I I'm a big believer in therapy for everybody. No,
2: I am. I, I mean, it took me a long time, and I'm I'm finally in therapy, and we've kind of hit on the disability and stuff. But yeah. it definitely is
1: beneficial.
2: So go to therapy.
1: So yes, good yes, yes. I love it. Um, <laughs> what would you say to the parents of somebody who's just been diagnosed?
2: Um, also, be patient. I know it's hard to watch your child go through, you know, yeah, go through this. It's going to be a hard transition for the parents as well because that's a lot of medical stuff that you probably hang on. Um, yeah. You know, the, I'm going to throw a shout out. I don't know if we can, but the University of Utah is amazing. They have such good medical
1: Oh, what was it? Of Say it University again. Of Utah. Okay, University of Utah Healthcare.
2: Yeah, they just they've been incredible, you know. Yeah, watched me grow up. So <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so they've been good, just good medical docs, you know. Mm-hmm. And be There's, patient yeah good ones and bad ones and if you don't like one find a different one because you need to yeah. care for your children
1: so yes they're not all created equal <laughs> no they are not <laughs> yes I know and that. I
2: can say this because I've had 30 plus years
1: of experience so find <laughs> a good doctor that you love yes <laughs> so. um I was thinking too, from, from a parent's perspective, how it's a hereditary thing and how they might mm-hmm. have a lot of guilt mm-hmm. feeling bad. Like I did this to my child. I, you know, I, it's my fault. I I carry mm-hmm. the gene or whatever. I was thinking those parents might need to get in therapy yes. too. And to just forgive mm-hmm. themselves. They didn't have any control, you know, mm-hmm. over that. I, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that?
2: No, I agree. Like, that's got to be hard to do, you know, and I'm the only child in my family. There's five kids and I'm the only one with it. So, uh-huh. um, it's just gotta be hard to, yeah. Yeah. you know, Hard that. to cope. But um, it, yeah. But again, I just, I just deal with it. I'm yeah. not mad at my parents. Like, no, you know, so. yeah. Yeah,
1: therapy is good. Just go to therapy. <laughs> go to therapy. <laughs> so, Teresa, <clears throat> I know you, and I I know you've done a lot of really cool, amazing things. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to answer this question, but what accomplishment are you most proud of? <laughs> uh, this one
2: is so hard. You can, um,
1: you can brag on yourself. It's okay.
2: <laughs> accomplishment, probably... Not gonna lie, was skydiving. That was amazing. <laughs> so much fun. It's awesome. Um, I love it. Yeah. People tell you you can't do things because you can do whatever you want. Um, That's great. Yeah. That's this is why I had to have you on. Yeah, it's probably
1: my biggest accompl- biggest
2: accomplishment. That's fantastic. <laughs> was
1: so great. I think somebody would have to push me out of an airplane. <laughs> I'm sissy. That's so, so cool. No, it was so, super
2: fun. But I don't know. Good. And that just no, that's okay. And I'm just taking care of myself.
1: Yeah. You're so you independent. Know? Yeah. So I don't I don't know if you're still driving, are you still driving your own car and oh, everything?
2: You bet. You bet I throw my wheelchair in and out of the back all the time.
1: I love that so here's the thing Teresa people are probably staring at you because they're thinking how is she doing all of that she's incredible she's chucking <laughs> a wheelchair in there you should see me grocery shop that's impressive <laughs> I love it I love how independent you are so before we end we do a shout out to somebody who has helped you or who is generally rocking it for the special needs community so who do you want to give a shout out to
2: This one was so hard to like pinpoint one person. My family definitely gets (laughs) a shout out because they've been there, you know, to help me through all this hard junk. And then just shout out to all the parents and kids dealing with this, all their stuff. Because I know how hard it is to be in the world
1: that's not created for you. Awesome. There you go. Thank you. Thanks for being on. Yeah, and of course. we're we'll just to end with that. I love it. Yeah, thanks, hey. Teresa. Yeah, thanks, Barbara.
0: Thanks for joining us today on the special stories podcast. If you have questions about anything we discussed or would like to share your own special needs story, please email me at specialstoriespodcast@gmail at Gmail, or find us on Instagram at special stories, podcast, have a great day and remember you are stronger than you think you are. Just a disclaimer, names of those interviewed are sometimes changed to protect them and their children. Getting in the nitty gritty can get personal and we always want this to be a safe space for discussion. This podcast is not meant to replace professional medical help. Please seek out a doctor's opinion.